Welcome to the Fissionaries Podcast, sponsored by Alchemy. I'm your host, Jim Roos. The Fissionaries Podcast shines a light on financial institutions at the cutting edge of digital transformation, providing you with the tips and tricks to elevate your digital game. In the past, the ability to be on the cutting edge of innovation and digital transformation was only possible for organizations with the most assets and the deepest pockets. People's Choice Credit Union has dispelled that legacy thinking by rethinking traditional business models, continually creating new products, services, and ways to better serve the community, employees, and members. My guest is Luke Labe, president of the 325 million People's Choice Credit Union in Maine. We discuss how People's Choice continues to invest in innovative digital services while providing higher returns, lower loan rates, and fewer fees for its members. You know, before we dig into what's happening at People's Choice Credit Union, can you share a little bit more about your career and your perspective on how to build member and employee loyalty? Yeah, I, uh, I started in 1987. My uh, best friend was the manager of the University of Maine Student Credit Union. I was a senior in college, and my he was my roommate, so I figured I could get a, a loan for a Zenith computer with the green screen and uh, got my first loan at the university credit union for students. And uh, that summer he got a job at the Fraser credit union up in Northern Maine and said, Hey, they're looking for a marketing person and uh, put my hat in the ring and got that job. And uh, I've been in credit unions ever since. Uh, I did take a few years off to day trade the stock market for like three years. I stayed on as a board member. So I, I kept my credit union hat on uh, for those three years. I was uh, trading the market. And then uh, in 2002, I joined people's choice as a president. Uh, at a time when they didn't have online banking, they didn't have a website, uh, they didn't have uh, computers that were connected. When I got on the internet, I was tying up the fax machine, and I'm like, ooh. And then when I got into the president's desk, I could put four columns and four rows on a spreadsheet, and I said, whoa, I'm not going to be able to work in this. My my computer technology <laughs> at home is better than this. So uh, uh, we made a lot of strides in technology, and I've always been a big technology person and and, uh, and change. And so uh, we had to immediately get caught up and get the website going and internet banking and obviously having a great board. It's all about people. So having a great board uh, that supports some of my crazy ideas, uh, having a, a, a very supportive staff. Uh, it's all about people. I, I had a lot of bad managers uh, through the, the system. And I, I said to myself, I will never do those things to those people. I want to you know, create an environment where people want to come to work that are engaged and uh, want to make a difference in people's lives. And hopefully we can make a difference in our members' lives uh, every day. That's our goal. You know, that's great. And and it was interesting. In doing my research on People's Choice Credit Union, I was watching a message to your members in your community at the beginning of this year. It is really, truly amazing all the enhancements you continue to make to your organization's value proposition. Um, this requires focus leaders and employees, you mentioned. But how do you describe your organization's why? Why is really empowering members to achieve financial success. That's our, our vision statement. Everything's about trying to improve their credit score, try to get them their first car loan, get them their first mortgage loan, uh, get them a safe checking account. I feel like we're the safest place to do your banking, uh, the way we've peeled back all the fees. Uh, we never had a lot of them to begin with, but uh, what we do have uh, is really peeled back a lot. So we're, we're there for those members in times of need and uh, trying to do things a little differently, you know, and have a little fun because banking is boring. And uh, if we can have a little fun along the way and help members, uh, we all win. You know, it's interesting as I, I was hearing all the things you did in 2022 and the first half of 2023, in fact, 
you're living to your name of being people's choice. What accomplishments in the last year, let's say, are you most proud of? Well, we've done quite a bit of things. I would say, uh, you know, we, we're uh, focused on our youth boost savings, trying to help young members save. We, we, we introduced a rate that was high at the beginning of the year. Now it's not at 3%, not so high now. Uh, we've uh, uh, continued to add into our Alchemy digital banking platform, new widgets and things like our Visa credit card integration, as well as ACH origination that's, that's taken off. Crypto banking, adding that widget uh, for our crypto curious members. Uh, adding a uh, EV charger network going green, trying to you know, be there for members. And with our EV charger network, we're calling it the Charged End Hunger. So any proceeds uh, from our charger network will go to Ending Hunger. We're big on raising money for Ending Hunger. Main credit unions last year raised over a million dollars for Ending Hunger. Wow. And that's our biggest, uh, that's our biggest uh, effort is to raise money to help End Hunger in Maine. In 2017, one of my board members made a comment that, He's 100% digital. They have no paper on their desk, no no post-it notes, nothing. And I, I set that goal, and we started a member journey committee uh, in 2017-18 to uh, digitize everything, to uh, really focus uh, on getting rid of all the paper. And unfortunately, I still have paper on my desk, but uh, it's a long journey to, to get away from paper, especially when you're a boomer like I am. And so right now, last year, we finally got 100% of our consumer loans to be uh, basically originated, closed, and funded electronically, so members don't need to come in at all. Uh, so that was a, a positive development. So I guess those are maybe some of the highlights. And we won best place to work again for the 13th year. So again, people, you know, that's an important measurement. 90, you know, we have some great numbers I can share with you on engagement and, and job satisfaction. And I'll just say that we we had a teller position open last week or two weeks ago. We had 90 people apply for it. So that, oh my that, gosh. Alone, that alone says we're an employer of choice and that uh, people want to work here. So we're, we're very fortunate not to have the, the turnover issues that, that many institutions have out there. I was really surprised at some of the innovations you've made that organizations many times your size have not made progress on, such as digital appointment setting. You mentioned the crypto trading capability. Customers-focused widgets that, that really support financial wellness for your members. And actually, one of the things I was most amazed by was all the changes to your market-leading checking account pricing with regard to reducing the fees and all the other elements that you're doing on, on the actually the most important financial relationship many members have. You know, why so many things? Uh, I'm very competitive, uh, and my board challenges me to, to do more. And, and when you take care of members, you do the right thing for members. You want to do more of it. So uh, we're constantly, and obviously we have a great business partner in Alchemy. They have some great tools that allow us to add those widgets easily. In fact, just to give them some more kudos, you know, when we, uh, our member journey committee is the committee that, that selected Alchemy as the leader and the one we wanted to partner with a few years ago. And uh, we did the conversion in five months. Uh, and it was a very smooth conversion. And uh, I think that might've been a record for them. Uh, but we were totally impressed with their team to uh, make that big conversion uh, done in five months. Uh, so we're, we're constantly uh, looking at technology. I mean, in fact, I've been following your website. I've been a homer to a lot of the uh, uh, talking heads like you and Chris Skinner and uh, Ron Shevlin, the snarky guy. And so I've been, I know you guys have been around since I guess 2008. So I find that you guys give out some good data that uh, might as well read it and uh, learn. And uh, we're not building any more branches. So we're focused 100% on uh, enhancing the digital experience of people's choice. So uh, we're constantly pushing Alchemy to give us more widgets. And, and, and right now we're looking at some other ones for uh, investing because we'd have the Bitcoin widget, but it'd be nice to have one for stocks or bonds and 
uh, other ways for members to easily uh, invest in their future. You know, a lot of organizations talk a good game about building a culture that supports innovation and transformation. But organizations also tend to get in their own way and make it so that the process of integration, you mentioned a five-month period for integrating the Alchemy platform, that we get in our own way with old thoughts, old processes, old technology, and, and maybe just legacy thinking. How do you set the stage for walking the walk so that you, your people, and your processes don't get in the way? Again, I guess it comes down to being uh, competitive as also as well as not being patient and uh, also having a great team that uh, I give them an idea or give them a thought or a suggestion and next thing you know they're running with it uh, and I just get out of the way. Uh, so uh, I have a really strong team uh, that our, our average employee has been here 10 years and, and they're committed to making life easier for our members and for our employees working side by side. And, and the only way to do that is to, to continue to make changes and to continue to uh, to look around and, and to shop and uh, and to educate yourself, constant learning, you know, being aware of what's what's happening in the market. Also data, you know, we have a lot of data uh, and we're reading the data and trying to come up with, you know, more metrics uh, so that all of our decisions are made with data. Uh, we're not making decisions from the heart. Again, um, data tells us that you don't build any more branches. Uh, Maine's already overbanked. Uh, let's focus all of our energy and uh, and money investments in technology and, and digital. So uh, that's that's where we're at in, in the game. And uh, of course, we've read all your articles and uh, I know you're, you're that way too. So that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always great to hear from people that agree with you. You know, it's, it's always an easier <laughs> conversation. Um, you know, reimagining banking at a traditional credit union is not an easy process. We, we've already established that people and culture at the core but modern technology is also required. How do you keep pace with organizations that are so much bigger and have some bigger of a budget than you do? Uh, again, you have to rely on good people and partners. I mean, really, the, trying to buy the best partners out there. And, and Alchemy uh, is an unbelievable partner for us. And we've been very fortunate to, to have them on our team. And we continue to uh, continue to look for great partners to uh, Obviously, uh, we don't have a big budget, uh, but by leveraging third-party uh, fintechs and providers, uh, we can make it happen. Again, we're not building more branches, so our cost structure is going to continue to drop. And so we should be able to use those dollars and focus, continue to focus on enhancing our digital experience. Uh, that's really, in our opinion, all the data uh, that we're reading from our members show that they're doing their business there. We've we've watched the data for over 10 years, and we've not had a year where our branches grew. They're, they are migrating to digital. We keep reassigning members every three months uh, to see where they're going. And digital is the only place that they're really – it's the only branch that's growing for the last 10 years. Uh, and Maine still has a lot of businesses that take cash, and once that goes away, like other states uh, – I'm not sure what we're going to do with our teleline, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I have coffee service or something. You mentioned that you you build this engagement. You A lot of credit unions talk a lot about that one-to-one -one personal engagement. But as you mentioned, we have very few people coming to the branches anymore. How do you personally look to, to replicate the brand experience, the personal experience the one-to-one -one engagement that takes place in a branch in a digital world. Yeah, I, I've been challenging my team because that is the difficult part. We don't have a captive audience anymore. And, and so we, we do a lot of mortgages and we do a lot of indirect car lending So and a lot of community events. So we, I've tasked my team to 
uh, create more moments where we're outside meeting together, uh, whether it's a golf event. Uh, we do a, a, a yearly golf event for our top vendors. Uh, so we get like 100 golfers together and, and treat them to a nice day. Uh, we do a lot of community events, try to get our team together, network together with uh, community people that we do business with. And then with realtors, we have this community space. Uh, and actually, we do a lot with the community space. Our 7,000 square foot third floor with all the toys and bells and whistles. Uh, we have, uh, well, I can talk about that later or now, but we have a, a community space that like 70 organizations, nonprofits use it during the year. It's a high quality, like I said, 7,000 square foot space. They could have up to 100 people up there having a meeting. Uh, up there, we also, for our employees, we have a 22 foot shuffleboard table. We have a bubble hockey. We got a foosball table. We got a 16 one arcade. We got a ping pong table, pool table, and a golf simulator. Uh, and, uh, and, and probably the highlight of the two massage chairs that we have out there. Our, our members use it quite a bit for, like I said, the community and educational events. Uh, but also uh, our employees use it for family events, uh, for birthday parties for their kids or, uh, uh, and our board members use it. So it's a little employee perk uh, of working here. You come here on the weekend, play some golf, work on your game, uh, play some games, um, good networking for our staff. They go up there and have a massage together, uh, life-changing massage chairs. These things are, are great. So uh, <laughs> you're trying to continue to humanize the experience. And, you know, it's clear that you have to go beyond just improving member experiences. A great deal of time goes into enhancing employee experience as well. You just touched upon a little bit in as far as your 7,000 foot square foot uh, area that helps both members and employees. As you mentioned earlier, you were named the best place to work in Maine for the 13th year. Can you describe some of the other ways that you try to make working at People's Choice better? Yeah. So first of all, I have a great board. Uh, they challenged me probably seven years ago to raise our base pay. Uh, of course, if you raise your base pay, your starting pay to you know above minimum wage and, and try to be aggressive on that, you got to raise everyone else's wages. So uh, about seven years ago, we went on that. Today, we start our tellers at $20 an hour. Uh, we actually set metrics. We set metrics for our pay to be 15 to 20 percent higher than our peer credit unions, which were, I think, in the 20 percent range higher than our peer. So uh, it starts there, I guess, uh, as well as uh, we have a life happens benefit. This is something uh, unique. Uh, every employee has a 500, like 60 percent of people can't come up with a 400 dollars expense. So the idea for this was life happens. You can't come up with the money. So we give all employees a 500 dollars. You come in anytime, need something. We'll give you $500 uh, to cover that expense, tires, uh, appliances. For employees that make less than, I think, $50,000, we give them $1,000. So they need 1000 bucks on, on the spur of the moment. We got them. They have, obviously, general health insurance, like a lot of credit We've embraced the hybrid work environment, which I think many credit have not, and that's helped our staffing. Uh, we give generous loan discounts on a consumer loan. We'll give them 2% off on a, uh, a mortgage loan. We'll drop on a first mortgage, we'll drop it 1.5%. So you could get a, let's say a 6% mortgage today, maybe a six and a half and you could get employee rate of five. That helps keep employees stay with us. Uh, it's kind of acts like a stock option because if they leave, their, their mortgage payment is going to go up by 300 or $400 a month. That's a, a great benefit for our staff. They really appreciate that. So let's take a short break here and recognize the sponsor of this podcast, Alchemy Technology. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together 
through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Fissionaries Podcast, sponsored by Alchemy Technology. I have a favorite restaurant chain, the fine dining restaurant chain. I've known the owner for over 30 years. And it was amazing at the very beginning of his business, he realized that if he invested in his employees, the payoff would be massive. That number one, he wouldn't have to keep on rehiring. When he did have to rehire, it would only be a slight person here or another person here, but then they wouldn't leave right away. That despite all the turnover in the restaurant industry, he was going to be getting the very best that there are in the restaurant industry. 30 years ago, it's still the same mentality. He has some people that have been with him for 30 years, but it's interesting because our short-term mentality sometimes impacts the way we treat people. And our people, be it the back office person or the front office person, communicates with members regularly. And if they're happy, your customers, your members are going to hear about it. If they're not, they hear about that as well. I mean, no wonder you only had your one space open for one teller that you had 90 responses and it was only open for a day. Um, In fact, I'm sitting here with all all the things you mentioned going... I need to refer people to go join your credit union up up in Maine, even though they live here, because they you probably pay for the flight. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. I appreciate that comment coming from you. Uh. <laughs> well, no, it's it's great. And you know, when you look at digital transformation that you're doubling down on, one challenge that we've seen with financial institutions is they forget that internally employees feel that digital transformation puts their jobs and their lives at risk. As a result, having them buy into the process, have them actually embrace what you're trying to achieve is hard. How do you communicate to longtime employees that digital transformation does not need to put their job at risk? How do you prepare these latest employees for being an employee for the digital future? Well, I start. I guess uh, started 15 years ago doing this simple little thing that uh, continues today, and it's actually the one thing when member when employees leave the crate and say, "I'm going to miss your morning email." So every morning, the first email of the day is from me, uh, and basically it's an inspirational message, usually a quote from a, a famous person or, or some something to make you think about things differently, uh, and also some you know some, some silly things in there too. But uh, also. A lot of that email chain has been all on change and, and looking at history and sharing some historical things. And and so every morning uh, they get this little email to hopefully put a smile on their face and maybe have a different thought process uh, uh, to think about things a little differently. Uh, so uh, that's been helpful and, and very appreciated by staff. Uh, something's kind of a little silly, but uh, uh, we're kind of silly here. and We'd like to have fun. So that's, that's part of that 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 journey. And then also, I, you know, we talk to staff that, and they see it. We, we, we show them that you know, we're very transparent with our staff. And we've grown members by, in the last 15 years, by 100%. We've grown assets by 300%. And we have the same amount of tellers or less today than we did then. 
So uh, they know those jobs aren't growing. Their, their jobs are changing and we all got to change. And so we keep educating and, and networking and talking to our staff. We have many meetings. We, you know, our, our staff engagement is at 92%. Uh, 94% are satisfied with their jobs. Uh, our average tenure is 10 years. People like working here. And like, like I said, we had 90 people apply for a telejob, which is unheard of uh, in this economy. In, in talking to you, Almost every one of the things you've mentioned, from innovations in the product and service area to the way you serve your employees, to the way you serve your community, even though you're a a relatively small organization at 300 plus million, you're still, everything you're doing is scalable. You know, you, you talk about the email to employees. There are people that will listen to podcasts saying, yeah, you only have a couple hundred, a few hundred employees. But the reality is, if you had 300,000 employees, you could do the same thing. It really gets down to the mentality. And it gets down, I mean, it, it is very clear. Number one, your passion for what you do. The passion for having fun at what you're doing in the business. To stay ahead of the marketplace and to continue to remember the roots of the organization that's 60 years old this year and what the brand stands for. So, Looking forward, and I, I could, in many cases, I'll say, what are the aspirations for the next one to three years? I could, I could probably get an earful just by asking, what are your aspirations for the next one to three weeks? But we're going to stick with our, our normal question, which is, what do you see changing at People's Choice Credit Union in the next one to three years? Oh, one to three years. I guess what I really want to do is to continue and enhance our value proposition for our members, focus on staff retention and recruitment and, and development, or maybe not recruitment, but development. And then continuing to develop our spend shield checking account, which I should probably spend a little more time on talking about. Uh, so that I want to, there's a payday lender that sits across our busiest branch in Bitterford, which is a, a lower income community. And, uh, I want that spend shield checking account to be the, uh, the killer of these payday lenders. How are you doing that? I mean, let's just spend a minute on that. How are you doing that with that checking account? Yeah. So basically we updated our spend shield checking account. We started this like maybe five years ago. It took us a couple of years to get it rolling. Uh, so three years ago, right during COVID, it happened. Uh, we dropped the, uh, our, our courtesy overdraft fee was $29 and our NSF fee was $29. And I think we had limits up to 600 bucks, which did okay. And then we changed it. We allowed members uh, a limit anywhere from $300 to $5,000 based on credit score. Uh, so we members can have 1000 2000 5000 depending on their credit score. And the first year, we reduced the fee from 29 to 1695 almost a 50% or 40% drop. Uh, we also gave them oops protection of $5. So if it goes below 5 we're not charging them for that coffee. And within three months, we're back to making as much or more than we were uh, when we were at $29. And members were much happier uh, paying that lesser fee. So year before last, we last year we lowered it to fourteen ninety five. We increased the oops to ten dollars. And again, two months in, members are using it more. We're seeing increased revenue. Uh, and then this year, we reduced the price to twelve ninety five. Another two dollar drop. Uh, we reduced the NSF fee to twenty four ninety five. And we went to the oops protection of fifteen dollars. And within two months, we're back making more than we ever were before. Uh, members are very happy with that service. You know, they're able to make their loan payments uh, and not go and affect their credit score. You know, a realtor that's in between commissions and has to pay their mortgage payment can do that for twelve ninety five. dollars uh, So I think when I get that price down below 10 get better at marketing it, uh, I think we can put a lot, of, and that's a lot cheaper advance than that payday lender at nine ninety five dollars for $5,000, I can tell you. 
we're there in that moment of need. And, and it's quite, you know, when 60% of people living week to week, uh, the need for short-term cash is huge. Uh, there's a lot of price elasticity in overdraft fees. So I guess I would share that with my fellow credit union brethren that uh, uh, you can reduce that fee and make the CFPB happy, make your regulator happy and make your members happy. That's the most important thing. So uh, uh, consider doing something better uh, if you do offer courtesy pay. Uh, members love it and uh, it helps them in those moments of need. You know, it's interesting in everything you said during this podcast, you doubled down on giving back to employees, to members, and to the community. That all costs money, but you've shown not only the value proposition, but more importantly, that doing good pays off well. I mean, you're not making less money. You're not cutting the revenues at the at the credit union. You're actually enhancing revenues by doing what's right. And and a lot of organizations, you know, hold back on that. And at a time when it's hard to focus, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of competitiveness, but also anxiety in the marketplace because the economy isn't settled yet. That you're always out there showing who comes first. And in the process, you your innovation cycle is so rapid because you're always looking for ways to enhance the customer journey. And, you know, I, I give you a lot of credit. It, it is amazing what you can do when the focus is there, when you have all the employees pulling the same direction, and when you really know your why, as you mentioned at the very beginning. So finally, what recommendation, besides lowering the, the uh, overdraft fees and, and the cost to employees or to customers, I mean, what recommendations do you have for banks and credit unions as they attempt, attempt to become more future ready? I guess, you know, double down on your people and technology, I guess, is, is all I would say. Uh, if you have the right people uh, on board, you're going to get the right, align yourself with the right technology to serve your members. Um, use data to make decisions, no more decisions from the gut. And make sure you're measuring the right metrics for success and continue to improve those. Uh, keep learning, networking from Jim and other other uh, leaders in the space. And uh, and I, I, I challenge myself in everything I do personally, professionally. I'm, it's kind of a sick person that I am, but try to improve my golf game, my skiing, my fishing, my mountain biking. Uh, I have goals for each one of those, which is weird. Uh, and uh, uh, But I have goals for work and finance and I have goals for everything. So set goals and constantly improve and change and learn. Uh, lifelong learning is uh, important. Got to keep moving. You know, for anybody who's listening to the podcast, who's only listening to it and not watching it as part of our YouTube channel, I encourage you to look at the YouTube channel and watch Luke as he describes what he's doing at his organization. The smile never leaves his face. The energy level is so high that he can't stand still. Well, <laughs> and that's a that credit. could be a problem. <laughs> that, by, by the way, though, that's a credit because people love to follow people that are having fun. It doesn't appear, you know, I, I'm, I, I asked you before the podcast, you know, what keeps you up at night? And you go, nothing. I'm pretty tired when I go to sleep. <laughs> and, and that is a real credit to you and your organization. And again, to any size organization, if you have leadership that has the support of the board and provides the tools to the employees and the support to employees that say, we're going to help you do a better job for our members or our customers, things are going to go pretty well for you. Um, Luke, thank you so much. This is 
more than a pleasure. It's really an honor to be speaking with you today. It's amazing what's going on in, in Maine with your organization. I recommend all the organizations that surround yours in Maine and in the whole Northeast that they pay attention because you're not being confined by geography. People are going to come find you. So again, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. And Tim, I really enjoyed the time talking to you. You're an awesome guy and uh, I continued best success with the financial brand and all that you do for our industry. Much appreciated. And uh, Alchemy, thank you uh, for uh, suggesting people's choice and uh, uh, have a great day. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Visionaries Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the tips and tricks you can use to elevate your digital game, no matter what size your organization. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please be sure to share it with others, post it on social media, or simply leave a thumbs up and comment. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our senior producer, Leah Haslidge, and our audio and video engineer, Chris Fafalius. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, remember, community-focused delivery of financial services will always be rewarded. Mm -hmm.